This podcast is so fucking late. I should have put it up during last year, but I didn't because the timeline got screwed up. And now we're working way through the backlog. Uh, this is a podcast about weirdos. Uh, Liam Neeson now is kind of racist, but that hadn't happened at the time. So our comments do not reflect that. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Um, so don't worry too much. Besides, we're, we've got the lowest values of any <laughs> podcast. Lowest yeah, production exactly. values, certainly. Um, yeah, so we're here in the back, this is the projection room you tell me? The projection stock room of the cinema we just were at, uh, Kino Bermondsey. Kino Bermondsey, and we're very privileged to be here. Welcome back to Heard You Saw! I'm joined this week by uh, returning champion Shay. Hello there, how are you, you? You currently have the most appearances, right? Well... I think you do, Yeah, I have apart to, from me. I had to get on that fantastic beast. Just, just, so, just to catch up with EJ. That's how I came in the room for like a minute, just to be. Just so you could be classed as having been on the cast. I think, I think me and EJ are drawn, maybe. All right, fair enough. And I'm joined by newcomer Sam. Yeah, I have the least appearance. <laughs> well, no, you, by being on this cast, you're now even with like a ton of mm. other people. And actually, I'm, I'm way more than, like, way more people. Yeah, there's so many people in the world who have not <laughs> been on this show. <laughs> Um, this time we have just finished watching uh, Steve McQueen film Widows. Um, we begin, as ever, with a round of one-line hot takes. Sam, as the newcomer, I'll explain. This is your forum to sum up your initial thoughts on the movie in just a single one-line hot take. I'll get Shay to demonstrate. Shay, your one-line hot take, please. Uh, this film is excellent and will need numerous student dissertations to uh, kind of analyse the political stuff that's going on in this film. See, I can tell that, I can tell that they're trying. That was a very, like, sol- trying to show you. That was a really solid Normally effort. Normally, I'm like, to <laughs> <laughs> that one, okay. so, so, one-line hot take. So, Sam, your one-line hot take. Um, uh, this film had uh, made brilliant use of, of a really kind of stacked ensemble cast. Boy, how um, did it. But maybe not as much use of its sort of... Um, narrative potential oh look at that already some dissension showing up uh for my <laughs> but i really like it <laughs> <laughs> what you want to bring around um and for my one line hot take uh shit i haven't thought of mine because i'm too busy looking out for other people um i really liked how did tall... you not learn anything from this film don't look out for other people that's true you gotta look out for yourself um i liked how tall allison was <laughs> she was so tall and it was used to such great effect i was just like dang it was wow. like awesome. Well, I sat at the back of the cinema. So you can Nice. We will now, as a team, or I don't know, someone can roughly take the lead. We're going to. So I'm going to lay down one thing because sometimes we don't really give a shit about spoilers on this podcast. Sure. But I'm going to say because of the nature of this kind of like, it's an intricate thriller, there's quasi mystery angles to it. Like, I think I want to put up a bit of a spoiler barrier. We will discuss full spoilers later on. But for our premise and plotline discussion, you know, outline just to orient people with what the film basically is, let's avoid major plot points. Shay, how would you describe the premise of this film? Uh, after a heist gone wrong, a crew of four men die. Violently. Uh, violently. And the widows of those men take up their next heist as a way to pay back the deaths of those their husbands have left behind. That's very solid. Amongst, amongst the very, um, amongst the backdrop of a political campaign of a Chicago-based war. Indeed, that was really succinct. You're on fire today, Thank Shay. Thank you. Thank were you. Were you really? Because you got guests, and I want to seem dignified. You want to make a good impression. And... Did you just read the back of the leaflet? <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Sam, as the newcomer, initial thoughts on this movie. What do you reckon? What did you make of Widows? Uh, is still you can go, you can go, yeah, without can, going into spoilers, but you can just talk about stuff you liked, your initial thoughts, whatever. Um, like, you lead the discussion. Yeah, no, I really liked it. And, um, I, I thought tonally it kind of, like, hit every note very well. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, for the first, uh, hour, I was just kind of like, uh, I, I was really, really going with it. And I, I still went with this with the end, but we'll discuss it later. Yeah, we'll get that. Um, uh, but, but just, you know, before we got to any sort of narrative stuff, it did, it did sort of, um, Strike me like an hour in, I was like, oh, they they're really they haven't they don't know what they're doing with heist wise yet. <laughs> and I was like, I was looking at my watch, like, are they gonna squeeze this all in? And they just about did. They just yeah. How are they gonna? They need to know what the plan that. is. Yeah, but they were still like assembling the team and the crew and yeah. after, after an hour, well, an hour and a bit. I really um, enjoyed the way that there was a, a segment of the film was literally, we need to figure out what the plans that we have. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, before yeah. we could even act upon them in any reasonable capacity, yeah, which I was exactly. like, oh yeah, they're really like, they, they did a really good job of setting up the sort of, you're not from our world. Sure. And they sort of reinforced that really beautifully. I think that was really nice. Shane, what do you make of it? Yeah, I, I like that too. I like that part of, rather than just you see them casing out a joint and figuring out how we're going to hit this thing. It's like, no, those plans are laid out. It's part of everything that's left behind by... Mm. Um, yeah. Are you in position to start off the next film? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shay actually working while podcasting. Mm. Truly, the <laughs> professional controller of both worlds. I should be working. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think on on that note, it made a it sort of came out the exact right amount of time after Ocean's Eight. Because mm. it was completely, it was like a, you know a similar premise. In, Absolutely, in some, in Ocean's Eight, but played a lot but, grittier. Yeah, and just a, a lot like uh, I, I, it didn't. I was watching it but while I was watching it. While while the high school was kind of going there, I was um thinking, I'm really glad. This <laughs> 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 is fine. We don't worry about. It. Don't uh, worry about that. But really glad that we're watching the heist rather than being told. What, how the heist is Here's how it's gonna go. While it's, ha- do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Ocean's Eleven has that yeah, thing yeah, of sort of like, like you, they lay everything out, and then you get to see, oh, things are happening, yeah, things go that wrong. Was really oh, cool oh, oh. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And then it, I just, yeah, I was refreshed by by watching this. Yeah, this film has, because a lot of people talk about Ocean's Eight being like, yeah, it's female empowerment, fun, fun, and this is like, Gillian Flynn's a very weird writer, and that she kind of has these female empowerment films that are very nuanced and very odd like Gone Girl and mm. this oh is it good she did Gone Girl as she well she wrote Gone Girl yeah. oh oh, yeah. oh interesting so to think about like Ocean's 8 and then to think about this film which is also a heist film with mm-hmm. a bunch of women that come together and also both have like twists and both but the, both are about like these women coming together to mm. like Pull off this Take heist, back like, what they're owed. Yeah, and this film doesn't treat you like an idiot. No, it doesn't. And it's it's like, oh damn, I don't know if we're gonna get through this. It's not like Ocean's Eight was a bit of a cartoon. Yeah, but in that sense, the, the, the Ocean's Eight sort of stance of uh, female empowerment is kind of cartoonish, whereas this was uh, it. It kind of was less straightforward with its um. They weren't, you know, they they they, they weren't they didn't have any part of the crime world, and they weren't uh, the the sort of strong female criminals. Yeah, they weren't they like the best in, in their field. Well, they weren't even yeah. in the field. Yeah, they? exactly. And they were yeah. pretty terrible <laughs> inside out, but then they kind of um, 
you know, uh, did it anyway because yeah. they had to. They were kind of forced into, um, and you can look at that as like a, a a lack of agency to some extent. Is that they don't they're not really making the decisions. They're making their decisions made for them. Even down to the plans, the their plans set out by um, their husbands. But mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think that's a <laughs> that's a negative. Yeah, it's it's not a mark against Ocean's Eight came did come across as kind of gimmicky. But that but that's part of like the whole thing of like the whole film is everyone's taking what they've got or what they're given, yeah. like what they're given in terms of like their cultural heritage and what they're given in terms of their fathers before them or their mothers before yeah, them. Yeah, like yeah. that's with every character in the film and that's the same with like they're given this kind of heist and they have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know much, I'm not hugely versed in the Chicago organised crime world, but I'd imagine um, there are more uh, Brian Tyree Henrys than there are Sandra Bullocks. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's very accurate. Um, I was particularly impressed um, by Daniel Kaluuya, and also the guy who I don't know the actor's name, but I only know him as Alfred from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! He was great. He, he's really good at doing like a sort of very soft level of menace when he was holding that dog. And I'm like, oh god, he's gonna throw the dog out the window or something. I was just like, ah, Jesus! And Daniel Kaluuya just with like such presence and just a bit weird it almost felt slightly to me in some respects that he was from a different movie like he felt like a tarantino character who just sort of wandered in well he, yeah the, every time he did something violent he was also like i'm gonna learn spanish i'm gonna read a book i'm gonna like he was always like i'm just here to like improve myself <laughs> but yeah. he was also doing these horrific the, 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 oh, the leg stabbing. Ooh. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> Boy, um, howdy. Um, so, as an overall thing, just to say, would we, by and large, recommend this film? Yes, definitely. I think it's going to be one of those films that... It's not my favourite Steve McQueen film, and it's no. not my favourite film that's come out this year. Mine is shame, just because it's so fucking good. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's going to be a film about people... Like, in 20 years, if we're not all dead. Um... <laughs> People will definitely <laughs> cheeriest podcast on the internet. This is. I think people would definitely look back at Widows and be like, "This is definitely a film of its time." Yes, of, of like, this but in like a good way. It's, a, I feel like it's capturing the edge of like the kind of cultural changes and revolution that we're on, seeing on that more point, now. Um, obviously, it hit a lot of those sort of points, hmm. and I felt like I, I, I my sort of film watching. Uh, film viewing um, experience was marred by having watched the trailer because really? it meant that I, I couldn't tell so so there were certain points when uh, lines sort of um, came up when I was like oh that's that's that issue that right issue. right right but I couldn't tell whether I was like oh, oh is that kind of flagging those points or is that because they put all of those lines in the trailer yeah. Um, and so you know when the lines in the trailer just stand out to you. The one in the one um, from the trailer that I got was like, no one's gonna think that we have the yeah. balls to pull this off. And, and which is obviously a trailer bait line. Yeah. Like that's a good line and for also, a trailer. Uh, I get what they made, but at the same time, the first people you would look at is is, is the people who is the wives of those uh, organized groups. So uh, they weren't as uh, what, what's the word? Um, Sympathetic? They, no, or? no, no, no. I mean, they don't. They, they don't just blend into the background as just like, oh, just another um, woman who's not gonna, uh, who's not the first person you look at for a crime. Mm. They are the the wives of. They are the widows of. But then it's a completely, 
because of what the crime. Can we go into spoilers? Well, yeah, I was going to say the reason why I asked whether we generally recommend this film. So if you if yes, you are yeah, interested yeah, in seeing this film, we say you should see it and now stop listening, go watch <laughs> it, and now come back because now the spoiler alarm. We're now going to talk about spoilers for the actual film. So stop listening if you want to go watch it clean. So go do that. It's good. Yes, Promise. Watch it. Continue, Shay. Because I guess the because the initial heist that the the husbands do and kind of quote unquote fail at. Can I just interject really quickly? Yeah. Bomb ass opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how, fucking how shit. It, I'm so glad I didn't watch the first five minutes. The how it <laughs> intercut with like the heist and then the family lives. And yeah. How, like the sound, like yeah, yeah. blended seamlessly and just like that, that first one when when Liam Neeson. Not just that goes in for the kiss and then glass breaking. Not just that one, but then also like the kids in um, Michelle Rodriguez's store, like are quite loud with yeah, the yeah. and then they. All that stuff was like, oh, this is great editing of just yeah, like absolutely fantastic. I mean, there, there was a lot of that, because you know, cutting interspersing between the uh, uh, flashbacks with Liam Neeson and Viola Davis, and yes. then, and, and you, you, you weren't meant to initially know when what was uh, today and what was you know. It was like atemporal kind yeah, of storytelling, exactly. yeah. Um, and the sound design really lent to that because they had bits when. The sound was playing from you know she was lying in bed with him and, it, yeah. and then the phone started ringing and then it, and then but the, and it wasn't just like um, uh, you know a pre lap of the phone ringing the phone was ringing throughout the whole it was like ten seconds of that scene and then yeah. it went to the other scene it was yeah. kind of disorienting. Make it, 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 I think it, it really speaks to like the kind of way that because I think what's interesting about these characters is that whatever else that they're fighting against, for example, like you know patriarchy, race, racist you know systems that are keeping them down, the fact that they're being chased by you know the mob and all that. One of the things that they're all that they all have in common is they all are in their own different ways, with the exception of Val, uh, dealing with recent grief. And I think what the film does really, really well is that there's this kind of unearthly feel to the stages immediately after, like that kind of loss, where you sort of don't really yeah, know yeah, what yeah. to do with yourself, and then you end up finding projects or purposes, which in this case and was that's a lot of that's constantly like. Uh, done with mirrors, like the signals yeah. with the motif of mirrors. Like as soon as you see Viola Davis's character, like see her lose Liam Neeson, like hurt. The shot is in the mirror, but it's not like it's just all mirror. So she's got yeah. a slight little yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> odd outline, and then like when she remembers Liam Neeson, mirror, it's like in the reflection of the window, and then yeah. the last shot, yeah, or post heist, you see them kind of in the mirrors. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is good. Good filmmaking. What did you think hey, Steve the... McQueen, surprising. <laughs> yeah. You're a good filmmaker. What well did you think of the last, last shot? Like, after that, oh. when she goes outside and she's like, Hey, I, Alice. I, I, I was, was really confused, bro. I was like, <laughs> in, I was close to tears. Because at the beginning, she's smiling. And then that's she never smiles again for the entire movie until the end. <laughs> yeah. And that felt like a, such a big sense of relief in what she does with the money. And like, oh my God. Well, I think it's interesting because you ha her character, Viola Davis's character, spends the vast majority of the film being, I am like the Idris Elba in Pacific Rim. I need to be a fixed point to yeah. get everyone through this. And like she does that kind of like really stern, badass thing. And she has to do, in many ways, a lot of the most difficult stuff. She has to fucking kill Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know, which is a really huge and traumatic thing for uh, yeah. her to do. Uh, so yeah, twist. Yeah. The twist, the twist is a kind of good We're past the spoiler thing, but yeah, Liam Neeson's not really dead. Oh, hey. But anyway, 
the the thing is that that moment, like you say, it's the first moment she smiles, and it's her actually being able to sort of unclench yeah. the tension that she's been holding. And also, Dora uh, Gent was so earlier on when she said, you know, this is we're just this is just a job. Uh, well, in fact, she says twice. She says, "We're not friends." Yeah. We're just you know. The, um, and after this, we're after done. That she says that that was in the, in her apartment in Elizabeth Beck's apartment, and then later says, you know, that we're not friends. Just just uh, yeah. After this, there's no big reunion thing. Yeah. There's um, no Ocean's Eleven moment in front of the exactly, fucking fountain. Exactly. So I was I was a bit jarred by that last bit, but am mm. I right in thinking that that's her? That that that's the you know the ending of her character arc is her going. To, against her cold nature and I think because she's lonely well I think it's not that she was necessarily a cold I think you know because from the moment that she gave well arguably you could say from the moment her son was killed yeah to the moment after the heist she's been carrying this tension and uncomfortableness you could argue that maybe it was from when she gave Liam Neeson well when she had the drink from the Liam Neeson flask before he went on the job sure which was the last time she was allowed to be you know not tense because she goes from my husband's on a job, I'm tense whether he's going to come back alive. My husband's dead, I'm fucking depressed from grief. I'm now being threatened by the mob. I'm now running a heist. I now have to kill my husband who was secretly not dead the whole time. I'm now going to rebuild a fucking school. And breathe. Mm. You know, and it so- also goes from, from, from being very isolationist to then... Uh, Reaching well, out. But, well, also, well, yeah, shooting her husband. She already lost her son. She loses her um, driver, security guard, friend Bash. guy. Yeah, poor Bash. Bash. Great name. Yeah. Um, in the Hergesaw Memorium. Bash. Bash, Bash. friend of the show. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, oh dear. Um, can I say, I fucking loved Val as a character. Um, was, that, was that Cynthia Erivo? I don't know, I'm bad with actresses' names. She was Blonde, the hairdresser Blonde. Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I thought she was fantastic for several reasons. One, like, I liked how when she was introduced to the thing, that I had shades of like, oh, she's like the fourth Ghostbuster. Where, like, you know, he just sort of rocks up halfway through the film. They're yeah. like, oh, he's just here. She's the guy from Ocean's Eleven that's in Ocean's Eight. <laughs> Didn't they? That's, that's what ruined that film, exactly. Ocean's Eight, because in Ocean's Eight, they get the acrobat for Sandra Bullock's like, oh, by the way, we earned more money because I also got the acrobat from Ocean's Eleven to do the, the guy to get more money. The little Chinese uh, to acrobat. Actually get, yeah. Oh. And it's like, oh, what? So this whole film about females, and like, oh, you didn't trust them either to tell them that, and. Wait, you just ruined the entire film This with one you. other guy. <laughs> By the way, this one other guy just made us way more money than <laughs> you guys did. But I, I like made more money. I, I loved in that sequence when when um yeah we when yeah, Michelle Rodriguez when Michelle Rodriguez introduces her like she's gonna be the driver. Viola Davis is just like talking across Val and not engaging her, and Val's like fucking talk to me. I'm right here, and she like fights her corner, and I was like yes, yes. And I will say that bit when she was punching the punch bag, I was like. <laughs> oh, ah, oh she's, she's so strong and awesome. <laughs> ah, I hope she's okay. <laughs> man, she, she's English. Really? Oh man, a nice. lot of it. Um, what did we make of? Someone called up the other day asking for tickets because they said she went to. They were in the same class. At the really? Oh man. And she was in a. In, um, that, well, we just had it. What was it? <laughs> that <laughs> film, Bad Times They Are Out. Oh, oh, was she? Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. Cool. I, need cool. watch, I need to watch that. All right. Well, I'd, I'd happily watch her more things. She seems like a very good performer. Mm. Um, to say, I wanted to say to the, what you were saying earlier. So the original heist is against, uh, not Manning. No, it is the Mannings. Well, yeah, no, no. They the original m- heist is against Brian Tree Henry's character. Yeah, Manning. 
Oh, right. Yeah, the and Mannings were the... Oh, the Mannings and the Mulligans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other heist is against, is the, against the Mulligans. So yeah. they wouldn't yeah. suspect because it's two opposite yeah. kind of sides, I think. Like, it wouldn't make sense as a, okay. a heist against... There would be no sure, connection sure, sure. to each heist, do you so know what I mean? Because when I saw it in the trailer, I because... Sorry to bring up Ocean's 8 again. <laughs> sorry, I, I think it's I a good Because like, um, the whole thing with Ocean's 8 is like, oh, they won't be looking for us because we're women. Yeah. And so I thought that's what that, that line was getting at when I saw it in the trailer. Which is, again, if I was trailer, I wouldn't have had that thought in my to mind. Be right, it is a, it. It's a good marketing but I was device thinking, for it. Yeah. But when they said that, I was thinking, yeah, but they would be looking for you because you're, you're all the wives. wives. <laughs> yeah. He's organised crime. Arguably, but then again, like they made much of being like, most of them didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Sure. And it's like, weren't involved yeah, in the world. But then like, yeah. conspicuous as like, a man who's got nothing to do. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I guess Vera Devs figures out that, um, her husband is actually alive. Like, sure. halfway through the film before they confront each other. Yeah. yeah. So Can she we kind talk of... about that also? The yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to get your opinions on it, because I was... I was I wasn't let down by the twist. I yeah. thought, oh, that's a that's an interesting twist, and then it was just not. It did what well, it didn't have any impact on the storyline. You know what I mean? It, I they it, kind of addressed it for about five minutes, and then was never addressed again until when he goes. So so it didn't Im- impact her plans in any way. She didn't. Mm. And when I, so I thought that it was gonna uh, go to uh, something like that. Uh, she was gonna then undercut him. So, um, uh, but also that. What was it called Harry? Yeah, yeah, Harry. Harry Rawlings. That it would, co- would come about that Harry was then um, fucking over Jack Mulligan. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah, because, yeah. Jack because Mulligan. He had given her. He had given Bash um, the instructions to give it to Val when she died. Wait, wait, if, if he in died, Veronica, sorry, yeah, if yeah. He, yeah, yeah, Veronica. Yeah. If, <laughs> no, but, that, but here's the Harry, character. The Harry gave lot. Bash the instructions to give that yeah. key and the, the thing to um, Veronica if anything happens to it. Yeah. Um, his original, which, well, so his original plan was that he gave her the, on the notebook on the view that she would sell it to the Mannings. Yeah, that would yeah, get yeah. her clear. He'd, be, he'd still be classed as dead. He could go off with his secret family and his secret kid. Um, where, um, whereas, he, and he was just going to disappear. However, Mulligan, Colin Farrell, was all like, no, like, you need to, like, fucking... What was, what was his reason for it? That conversation they had on the boat. And yeah, he's all yeah, like, yeah. you need to, like, you yeah. know, get me more money, you know, to make sure I win this election to fuck over Manning even harder, or I'm going to tell everyone that you're not dead. Yeah. So then... So he needed money to... Yeah. So at, yeah. at which point, um, presumably but, he would have gone and, like... Well, he would have probably found out that Bash was dead. And then he'd have been like, oh, shit, maybe Veronica's running my fucking plan. In which case, he knows the plan. Yeah. Because he made it. So he's like, I'll just turn up. She'll have got the money. Yeah. I'll take the money. But if was, she hasn't, I can fucking run for it. But there was no consequence of her finding out that he was alive. Well, emotional because trauma where it, is where, a consequence. Sure, but then that wasn't addressed. She just carried on as she had been. Well, the, that, the that comes thing, back to that tension, though, that she can't let herself feel. Yeah. Even though she knows that he's not dead, she's like, that's not my problem but, right now. I need but, to it, but it should have been her problem because surely if she knows that he's not dead, then there's a risk of of what, what happened at the end happening. True. Uh, or, or you know, like some kind of muddling. You, you think that she was so um, impacted by the whole thing that if she then it, it would, I just didn't feel like anything changed after she found out. Apart from that, it made me think that um, Jack uh, Harry yeah. was gonna 
w had a plan all along to undercut Jack Mulligan because he had given Bash the instructions to give it to um, to give it to Veronica after he dies, and then we obviously find out that he Bash didn't did actually die. Bash did say though when he handed over the note with the um, envelope with the key in it in the first place, he was like, he gave this to me years ago. Could have been a long plan. Yeah. Also, well, maybe Bash could have been in on it. He, it was a very, it was a very. See, see now, now, now it all feels like, if I may, it's, it kind of feels like you're trying to look for reasons for Liam Neeson to be more competent, perhaps, than he was. No, I just mean because he seemed to be winning. It, winning it, it. it seemed like a shady, a shady response of like, oh, I don't remember when he gave it to me, man. My, my memory is not so good. Well, he'd have brain damage from being in the NFL. He wasn't. He the wasn't NFL. in the NFL. I thought the whole reason that's why he took a because they referenced him having the no, Super Bowl ring. Yeah. yeah. No, but he was in the Bears. No, like he, he said, no, he, he was. No, no, he wasn't in the Bears because then Daniel Kaluuya said, "Was Bash in the Bears?" And the other guy, nope. And no, he, he said, "Was they? Was he in the Bears when they won the Super Bowl?" And the reason, no, I, I felt like that that was a commentary, like a very sidebar commentary on the way that the NFL fucks people up. Because if you train big men to run right. into each other repeatedly, they get brain damage, which is why Bash was a bit screwy and why he had to take a shitload of pills. And then he was like, I was in the Bears, because he but, said... I mean, he was in security, you might get fucked up a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, but like, really? I took the heat, they did say, he's like, oh, a Super Bowl ring? He's like, yeah, I was in the Bears from this period, and he, Daniel Kalu is like, oh, was he in the Bears when they won the Super Bowl? The other one's like, nope, and he's like, oh, this was a gift. Right, from that, because that kind of like, that's, that was... Okay. Well, that makes sense. And yeah, that maybe. has more political commentary about America. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always in for that. How are we doing for time? Just because I'm aware both of you are strictly speaking on the clock. Well, I'm only on the clock for seven more minutes. <laughs> the only thing I would really like to say yes. is... Well, there's loads of things I'd love to say. But I just want to point out how great the shop was. <laughs> where Colin Farrell is speaking at MWOW, which is like... He's, it's a minority women owning. of work, owning work owning. of, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's about an initiative. Small business owners yeah. who are minority women. And it's in a kind of low economic area of the ward. And he gets in a car after a difficult question. Oh, that fucking then, shot. Oh my God. It just follows the car as it drives <clears throat> to his a beautiful house in this long conversation that's filled with so many racial implications and it's like yeah. holy and this driver god was damn. black yeah, yeah, as well yeah, yeah. it was lovely reveal yeah you're just and like oh my like, god and it also reveals that they're a couple the um yeah or like he's at least fucking his secretary yeah well no she's saying it's our future it's our you know yeah so i think they they were in it for the long run but yeah great but really there's great there's show. lots going on in this film yeah and I love it. steve mcqueen knows how to make it um before we get to final thoughts um i'm just gonna say one other thing that i really appreciate about steve mcqueen's filmmaking is that a thing that he's pretty much famous for is he really knows how to let a moment breathe properly. Like, and there were, like, obviously the, the moment, the sequence in Shame where Michael Fassbender goes jogging, um, sequence in 12 Years a Slave when he's been hung and he just hangs on the tree for what seems like an eternity. There were lots of great moments where you had characters um, having these moments. Like the bit when um, Daniel Kaluuya gets the two rapper, like the yeah, beatboxer and the rapper, <laughs> and it's just like, Oh god, you're just ratcheting up the tension here. Yeah. Oh shit, and it's allowed to breathe and then suddenly abrupt bang gives you release right. from it. And I really, really liked how Alison was that sorry, was that see I know that sequence was all one shot, but that whole entire scene was that all one shot or do you think it started the with the wrapping and hit and you know, and then when the camera's circling around up mm. until the end was. I think I it was that, a one it looked like a one. Well, well that that bit was, but I don't know if the whole scene was. I think that's very cool because it was like the camera came in with them. 
and then it kept following yeah, around the guys yeah, in the room. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Dig into the court. Yeah, because the guy got them out of the bin yeah, yeah. and then took them in to the room. And he could put the bookmark in his book. And puts it down, because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to become <laughs> educated, you know. Possibly some kind of symbol about the way that you have young disadvantaged men trying to make their way up into higher society yeah, by learning. What Brian Terry Henry says where he's like, oh, we've been part of like a criminal enterprise, but I want what the Mulligans have and like, I'm 38, I don't want to be chased by guns, I want to be chased by cameras and stuff. Yeah, by like fucking lawyers and shit. They've yeah. got this power, like, we need to get into this area. Like, it's yeah. all about just business and like, the whole film is filled with how business interacts with politics. Yeah. And, like, how capitalism and all the individuals care. within within the system of this thing mm. and how they are going to look out for themselves and look out for their surroundings and others. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I thought he was great. Like, one of my favourites in the whole thing. But the way he died, I was just I was slightly confused what, why, what the point of sort of him holding up the truck only for them to just catch up and like, I kind I of I can see the point of him holding up the truck, but like from a narrative point of view, it was like, oh, oh no, they've been caught. Oh, that's fine. They I I kind of like I kind of liked that because it was sort of like, it 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 was a, it was a slight fake out, and you have the sort of thing that like for a moment you're like, oh man, is the message of this film you're always going to get fucked over by someone, and then it's like, no, the message is you fish. fucking <laughs> chase them down and you take what's yeah, okay, yours yeah, 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 if you want to survive <laughs> in this kind of like extreme environment. Where did you, they get the car from? Who who? Um, that was, know, was, it, was it? I think that was Michelle it? Rodriguez. No, uh, Val's car, right? Because she drove. Yeah. I think that was her car. Um, but, yeah, oh, but yeah, one thing I wanted to say about Alison as a character, I really liked how she had so many different accents depending on who she was talking to. Yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting. Of something that, like, is a thing I know that we, you know, like for people who are living in a country where they're not speaking their native language have, where their accent will come and go, shifting on depending on who they talk to. Because her accent when she was talking to her mother versus her accent when she was like trying to buy the gun when she's all like I am Polish please help um, her accent when she was talking to the guy at the um, police or well, the junkyard auction stuff like that just like this character was constantly being chameleonic and, that's like, what I mean how what I was talking about earlier about in her case particularly about people using their heritage in different ways of like getting different things yeah it might just be because she's Australian oh is she Australian uh, yeah, really so, oh. so is Jackie Weaver her, her mum so that would oh. have been <laughs> fun in between interesting so uh, we will now turn to final thoughts. This is the mirror of one line hot takes at the beginning, where it's just your one line to sum up what you thought of the film, especially after all the processing discussion that we've done. Your final thought, Bob. Um, what you got? Oh, uh, I can yeah. go to Shay if you're not ready. If you uh, need yeah, some cooking yeah, time. Shay! Uh, no. As the professional in the room. I was trying to think of a pun to end on, but <laughs> I won't get there. Sorry, Morton. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's fantastic. It's got a lot to say. It's... And... Fuck Fox for pushing Bohemian Rhapsody more instead of Widows and kind of letting this Widows get sidelined yeah. uh, against Bohemian Rhapsody made by Peter Fox. <laughs> nice. Widows is, which I, don't know, I think that I think that sums up some of the themes of the film too. Very good. <laughs> nice non-incendiary final thought there from Shay. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, a beautifully shot, very dense film that I'm gonna. Have to take a while to unpack. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy. Much and also, I spent a lot of time thinking, wondering if Colin Farrell's character was originally meant to be played by Michael Fassbender, but then deciding that it didn't matter because uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell was really good. Colin Although Farrell his was good. Was a bit 
Well, he's Irish American, yeah. so I was kind of like, hey! I was counting as so interesting. Robert Duvall was really great as well. Everyone's really good. Yeah, there wasn't a weak link in this cast, really. Like, I think my final thought then I'd say, like, a really super good ensemble piece. Go see it. Steve McQueen is great. And Viola Davis will murder you if she has to. Bye! Oh, well, she is great at that. Like, the one good thing from Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad is her as Amanda Viola Waller. Davis being like, yeah, I would have Viola Davis straight up murder me any time. <laughs> I would come, come murder me, Viola. I, I consent to it. Just you, <laughs> just you. Amazing. Thank you. Great.